Yo, good looks to DreadSock.com for sponsoring this episode of Real Notes. Anyone who has curly or locked hair like me knows how sacred a good hair wrap is. A do-rag, a wave cap, a scarf, a bandana, a bonnet, you name it. DreadSock goes a step beyond the average with silk-based head wraps that offer full protection and frizz control for curls from 2A to 4C. They're made of a blend of breathable materials to help retain hair's moisture and preserve hairstyles enough to ensure a few less trips to the salon, all held down with an elastic band strong enough to withstand even the most aggressive head trips. Whether you wear one to bed or wear one on the go, Dreadsock will have you looking fresh and full. Socks come in all sizes, from shorties for short hair and beginner twists to extra large for the longer locked folks out there. Look, y'all, I've been growing my locks for nearly two decades and have been a loyal Dreadsock customer for 15 years. So when I tell you these shits work, I'm dead ass. Plus, they're an independent black owned business that's worth the time and energy. So, go to dreadsock.com and use promo code CINEMASAI, that's C-I-N-E-M-A-S-A-I, for 10% off your first order. They won't fall off in your sleep, but they will keep you looking fresh. Thanks again to Dreadsock for sponsoring the episode. Now let's keep this shit moving. What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is Nashville-based rapper, producer, record store owner, and founder of Ruby Yacht, Rap Ferreira. We spoke about the Netflix series From, the horror genre, getting desensitized to violence, Batman, Beetlejuice, Embrace of the Serpent, The Taste of Tea, The Power of Music While Traveling, how an experience on Shrooms changed his outlook on his own music, the legacy of Ruby Yacht, and the creative process behind his latest album, Five to the High with Stars. Come fuck with us. What's cracking, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to Real Notes. Um, it's warm as hell outside right now. It, feel, it feels like summer, but it's spring. I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess it's like almost it's it's like almost summer. It's going to be summer in like three weeks. But, um, you know, it's beautiful outside. Um, I had a strawberry banana mango smoothie this morning and half a sandwich and I'm lit. <laughs> Happy to be here. Um, my name's Dylan Green. Cinema Sai. Oh, oh, you went to go get your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god y'all can't see him but he's wearing glasses that's funny as hell um my name is dylan green cinema sci got a lot of names do a lot of shit be around um out absorbing sun listening to raps and and watching movies uh, at the in the place to be um and i got somebody else who does a lot more things and does and there's a lot more places than i have ever been and maybe will ever be don't really know yet but um Man's a fucking damn uh you know rapper, producer, label head, um, sunglass wearer, jet shirt haver, doom poster, rocking <laughs> type shit. Um, yeah, man's a man's a fucking sorcerer, sorcerer supreme of this rap shit, has been for about a decade. Um, we got fucking Rory Ferreira, rap Ferreira, Milo, all Scallops Hotel, Ruby Yacht, Almighty Ruby Yacht um commander in the place in the place to be um i know you're an extremely busy man so it means the world that you're here right now thank you so much thank you for um doing what you do and having this ill platform and 
and setting out on your own path. I always think that's the best. <laughs> Shout out to you. It's my great pleasure and honor to do this. So hell yeah. No, oh, man, thank you. That really means a lot. You know, like I was thinking about this earlier today. I think the first time we didn't meet this night, but the first time I heard about your music, you played out. Tell me if you remember this. You played at Purchase College in 2012 or 2013 at Culture Shock Fest. So I, I played in 2013. Okay, that was 2013. So, yeah, exactly 10 years ago. That was, um, um, I, I saw you play. I had a couple homies who were on your shit and they put me or, or, or no, I don't think anybody put me on. I saw you there and I put myself on. I found Milo takes bass and here we are 10 years later, you know, like that was, that was it. And I've been here. So, uh, you know, like obviously you've, you, you built something amazing and have been, um, using it to amplify yourself and a bunch of other ill people. And I, you know, like it's, it's, I'm happy. I'm, I'm like, I'm happy to be, I'm happy to exist within this lineage, you know, like y'all, you, you know, like y'all and so many other people have, you know, just proven that it's, this is the best way to go for a lot of things. And I'm happy to be running this race next to everybody, you know? Fuck yeah. Um, but more than anything, um, we're going to talk about a lot of shit, but first and foremost, I'm going to ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on here, which is, uh, what was the last movie or TV show you watched that you had a strong opinion about? From. How was it? I fuck with From Tough. I didn't think I would, um, but I I, I kind of watched it while I was, I guess, in the right zone. I don't know. I don't like horror shit normally, but that, that shit is my bag from. I'm right <laughs> So why, so, so what was it about from, did you hear about it from somebody who like wouldn't shut up about it? Like you just saw it when you were scrolling, like what, what, why, why, why'd you do it? If you're not a horror person. Oh, um, cause, uh, my lady is so, (laughs) you know, and and she put that on and I was like, damn, this is kind of compelling. I don't like, there's a crazy phenomenon, I think, in our media. Um, like the first episode, this child gets like devoured. And it's very like explicit about that. And I'm yeah. kind of like, why do they have to be explicit about that? Like of anything to be explicit about and to show, like why this? And so I found myself like arguing with this show sometimes. You know, like I'd be like, oh, this shit is cool, but this part is kind of corny or this is kind of, again, like why, what, what does that do to this show? Other than just like, I don't know, from the jump, they're just like, we don't care. I don't know. There's something weird about that. And I think like in our, in our media now, how much we like zoom in on like killing children. It's insane. Um, And I mean that literally not like, speaking about the philosophical conversation of when child begins, but like an actual little kid who's, you know, whatever, being a kid. And that is why they die because they're being a kid. And now even that, I'm like, what kind of message does that send? (laughs) I'm not in the horror because it does shit like that. And I just, um, I find that foul as fuck, but from like has these other characters and, 
archetypes it's playing with and and plot devices that I really enjoy. So I'm like, I just am along for the ride. Damn, that's crazy because it's been on my list for a little while. Um, I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a big horror person. I think uh um I think medium to long time listeners could probably glean that from me. But I feel you because. I can't remember the last horror anything I watched that had like a child get clapped out of nowhere, but it does happen often. And it's a lot, you know, it, it's, it's like a, it, it almost like, like that specifically almost feels like cheap to me. Cause it's just like, Oh, like, of course you're going to feel bad that this child got eaten by a monster or this child got gunned down or this child, you know, like it's, it's a, um, oh no, the, 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 last time I remember seeing something like that, there's this anime called devil man Crybaby, mm. And there's a, and there's a couple scenes where like kids just get like killed by these demons. And like one of them, like, like they pull up on one of them and he's just like eating the kid and like his legs are like kicking out of them. It's, it's a lot. It's mm. like, there's, you know, like I, I like to, I like to think that I got a, I like to think I got a strong stomach for that kind of stuff, but I was like, sometimes I'll see some shit that really shakes me and I'm like, okay, it's, but like, this is good. Th- th- this might sound a little, no, no, no. You sound like you had something you wanted to say. I was just going to say, it's interesting to me that you said you, you feel good about having a strong stomach for that kind of a thing. Cause um, mm. I don't know. I just think about that. Yeah. That's what it wants us to have. I feel this this media and I'm like is that good or bad or like should I or should I not I don't know yeah it's it's like because like you don't want to be desensitized to that type of shit it's, there's like there's like always levels to it and I don't want to you know like I don't want to become like fully detached from watching people die you know like not to not mm. to um not to not to jump too far away from like film and shit but it's like it's like comparing it to like when a black person winds up getting gunned down by the police and then the video shows up everywhere. And like, I don't watch those. Like, that's like, that's a level that I will never, like, I can't, I just can't do that. <laughs> you know, like that's something well, you that, shouldn't watch those. And that's because yeah. that is propaganda programming and conditioning every single one of those. And uh, right. You know, they happen at an interval to keep us in check. Yeah. And so when, I, when I'm like peeping, Typically, I like to consume a media that allows me to not exist in that realm. I feel you. And that's why from, I'm like, damn, dog. Like, I know it's very, and it feels easy and lame to me when artists like, well, what happens in real life? So why shouldn't it? It's like, (laughs) that's so ugly to me that, like, in your imagination, kids get eaten and their parents have to look and all this other shit. And it's like, Mm, I don't know. It just fucks with me. And I don't want to be somebody who just watches that and does nothing. Um, I, f- I get that. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I don't like how that's what media ultimately does. It makes it something you like ponder and sit back from instead of when it's like, this is an image that you're only supposed to see if it's really happening. And if it's really happening, you should be making decisions that ensure either it never happens again or you don't happen anymore. You know, stuff that's just like straight <laughs> up. Like it's just like we yeah. shouldn't be um just watching stuff like that. Or at least I don't want to be. I, I shouldn't say we shouldn't be. I don't want to be and as an artist, that's not the kind of shit I normally rock with. But um again, this show got me. 
Oh, yeah, it, it's it's like you know, like sometimes it just works, you know. It's, you know it's, that Netflix movie? Um, they made that ill black cowboy movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I, I came out a couple years ago. Shit. I never saw that shit because I tried multiple times. Um, man, I can't. I don't even want to talk about my life. But I try. I tried multiple times to watch this movie with people I love, and um, we could never get past that beginning scene. When they um and and especially that it's a black man doing this to a black family and all this, I don't know how that movie goes. I see clips from it online. I'm just like, damn, y'all made it past that first scene. That's crazy because that shit. Every time I try to watch that shit, I'm just like, I can't. Like, I I don't want to watch something like this. Like, I don't, I don't enjoy that. Finally, you get a black cowboy movie, and the first thing you see is this programming, and I don't give a fuck if it makes the story so up, like there's so many stories we can tell and we have yeah. such a limited time and space to tell them. And this is the shit y'all. I don't know. It just fucks with me. And I know that makes me square in many places, but fuck it. I don't like hey. to anyway. <laughs> that is you know, like, it is what it is. You know, like it's, it's a, uh, you know, like for me, cause I remember when I first watched it, like, like, I was curious enough and like, you know, like my critic brain is like, just watch it, figure out the whole thing. Like if you don't like it, whatever, that's just kind of how I've always been. I'm, 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 I'm the type to power through shit that makes me uncomfortable. Sometimes that's a, uh, it's a, it could be a positive. What happened? You're not going to clockwork orange me. That's how I feel. Like it's like, (laughs) that little made up. I'm gonna walk the fuck away. Like this shit. I feel you. It fucks with me. But I think that's why I um, rap good and make art and am busy a lot because I'm very sensitive and I'm motivated by the shit that I see. And um, again, I'm watching every episode of this fucking show because I'm like, man, it gives me so many ideas as an artist. And just, um, you know, somebody I like to I like to think in other ways in my art form. And when I see that shit, I'm like, what the fuck? And it's not a place I've gone to before as an artist. That's incredible, honestly. You know, like it's 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 like, you know, like it's cool. It's it's cool to find things that challenge the way you think and like your perceptions and like the things that you think you like, in a way that's not like, you know, like like where you feel like you don't need to get up and walk away from it. That means that it's like connecting with you. Or or, or, or I mean, like also like if if, if something. Hey, if dog! Something I will say like, it definitely yeah. helped me in that. In this, I'm a racist, I suppose, but it helped me that I was a little white kid who got devoured. I was like, damn, that's sad. But in the other movie, it's like all oh, black people. It's like, what the fuck is this on, man? Like that just felt so ominous to me. Like as a as a black artist who like I struggle in this world to qualify my art to people, to make it have a value, to show why it's a, a reasonable thing. And you know, movies take tens of millions of dollars. And you like, so you telling me this scene is worth more than any artistic idea I've ever had. Fuck no. And again, just because I'm an artist, like I engage shit in that way. And it's just, yeah. oh, oh, and it, it, it gives me a fight. So again, I never have watched that movie, but I feel like I'd be rapping about cowboys more than ever because that movie. <laughs> okay, <I'm> like, <laughs> hey. From too, I'm, I'm like the basic I premise of from, uh, you know, this, this idea of like, we have our unit and we all have to work together or literally everyone can die from one person's negligence. 
is a very beautiful idea to me. And like, it's like one piece or Ruby Yacht or whatever, you know, like when you get so deep in this thing and, and you're fighting against this evil or this other that seems so omnipotent and, and able to grasp again, any of your little slip ups and, and you can't just no one person can do it all. So you must get this organism functioning well. And, you know, you have competing philosophies on how to do that and how to manage those philosophies. That's when this show becomes like, because the stakes are stupid high. As you saw from the first episode, they'd be eating children. So you're like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's good. That's fire. Okay. Nah. Yeah. Now, you, like, that's a, you sold it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like that, dog. Nah. That that's that's I'm I'm ready. Like before before we move on, like kind of just like I, I mean like it's it's I watched the Batman and Robin movie from '97 for the first mm-hmm. time in almost 20 years. Um, like I want to say a week ago, me mm-hmm. um uh, me and my girl. Well, well, we started it. We and then we made it about 40 minutes in before she fell asleep. And then I snuck back a couple days later and watched it, the rest of it on my own. <laughs> I'm sorry, Des. I love you. But um, fucking like, but, but just like rewatching that. And because like, I remember like at the time people had just, people were like still so attached to the idea of Batman as like this like dark and gritty character. Mm. And then they just like made him so not, Cause like that movie's like so silly and campy and colorful and like fun, you know, and like and you know like Joel Schumacher is the guy who directed it and um, um, you know he's queer and he kind of you know inject he like purposely injected a lot of camp into that movie. It's like extremely campy, you know, like not even just in the fact that it's like colorful and like silly, but it like just like the form of camp was used to make that movie in like a very literal way, you know, and like rewatching that as an adult and as someone who kind of like wishes that shit would take itself a little less seriously, especially stuff like in that area. Like, it's not like a good movie, but it like, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, like it was, it was the first time I'd watched it in a long time. And it really challenged my initial con- like, like idea of what this character means to me and like what he can mean to other people and just like thinking about like that and like the Adam West Batman versus like the Paul Dini animated Batman and the Christopher Nolan Batman and the Ben Affleck Bat, you know, like it's like all of them. And, you know, I just had this moment where I'm just like, damn, like we could just be like having fun with this, (laughs) you know, like things could be fun sometimes. And kind of to your point about just like wanting to watch things that aren't necessarily like tethered to the real world in that way. Cause like, why because like why is the dark knight rises an allegory for occupy wall street like like did we need that like i don't i don't know if we needed that because it it didn't say what it was it didn't say what it needed to say you know like it was just kind of like a wallpaper like this is a timely thing go see this movie like mm. it I, I don't know it's like 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 watching thinking back on watching batman and rap like this nigga just busted out a bat credit card oh for real like that's that's and so that's so yeah it's so silly like that's just so fun to me and like i just wish i just wish people would take themselves a little like 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 when it comes to stuff like that like obviously like 
depending on the type of thing you're watching, you you want it to take it, you want it, you want it to take itself seriously or not. It's all contextual, but like this I man, Batman is real cool for that though. Uh, what you're talking about, Batman has a spectrum. Batman yeah. can be campy or serious, and um, you know, a cat like you or me is gonna watch all of it and be like, no. Um, yeah, I love campy Batman. Campy Batman, is yeah. i've been i've been trying to find some of the original adam west shows because um bro who played the joker on that show was great and of course you know the great eartha kit is catwoman it's like i I don't know it's just that's iconic to me like that it's like those shows are like, like it's not even just fun it's just like it's 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 like if you were to show someone like the new matt reeves batman that came out last year and then immediately show them an episode of the old TV show, like it, it would. It's just like a night and day difference, you know. Like, right. like I can't, I can't imagine what that would be like to like, like having not known that the other version existed before. Like, it's like a head bust, you know. Yeah. It definitely. Is. Shit. Um. What's it called for you? Um. What's the first movie experience you can remember having? It could be at the theater. It could be at your cousin's house. Like the first thing that comes to mind for you. Mm. First movie experience. Damn, I'm trying to think which is like the absolute first. If you can't, then like the earliest one that you can remember is cool. Yeah, too. there's like five floating around my head right now. Um, ah. <laughs> uh, Wow. That's a great question. Um, I remember watching uh, Beetlejuice on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Living with my mom in Chicago as a kid, I must have been about five. And I remember... uh, yeah, watching this and not knowing at all what it was. It wasn't like introduced to me or anything. It was just on TV. And um I don't know, that movie kinda of fucked me up. It kind of fucked me up. The shrunken heads and all type of shit. It was very silly, campy, but also very scary and serious. And uh as an artist, I think I am obsessed with that to kind of just add on to what we were just saying. Like, I love that, that spectrum of silly and serious. And when I think about it, my first movie experience, I think was watching Beetlejuice just on TV by myself in my mom's crib. Cause I think she was like taking a nap or something, you know, and I was just like, <laughs> had my snacks and shit. It was just like, what the fuck am I watching? And just <laughs> couldn't even follow the plot. I'm not understanding people are dead. You know, not, I'm just visual shit is happening. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It's just like etching on my tabula rasa deep fucking encoded messages that I'm still trying to de-riddle now. <laughs> Damn. The first time I ever saw... that That's crazy because... Yeah, yeah, no, the first time I ever saw Beetlejuice, I don't remember how old I was. I might have been like... <laughs> I might've been like a teenager. I can't remember, but like 
that shit terrified me. You know, like, it, like, like, like basically every, everything you just said, like, I appreciated how like out there and like silly it was, but like, there's like one, you know, like, like the scene on uh, like the shrunken heads and there's like one scene, like, like the scene. Yeah. Like when, yeah. Yeah. Like when, um, when, like when they first transformed and like he was he had like the big ass like dinosaur head with the teeth and his eyeballs are on his like that shit horrified me i was i was just i was such a scared little kid man <laughs> but the way they like yanked that shit in the position it's really disturbing and this is before yeah. before like special effects were like so prevalent i feel i don't know like I just never saw no shit like that. And again, that it was like physical. That's not CGI wasn't around at that time. You know what I mean? Like that shit wasn't right. even computer that so it just has this ill look. It's like, oh wow. Yeah. But then again, like you said, so silly. Can't right. I'm 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 huge on practical effects. Like I love it. I love it when people can figure out ways to like distort reality without mm-hmm. just in like a physical way like you said like yanking yanking shit open and like making it look so you know like that's like like it's it's kind of sort of related but like the first time i saw the thing you know like you know like most of that is all practical effects too and like the one scene that always gets me is when they when when they think bro is dead and they're about to put the they're about to put the paddles to his chest, and then his whole stomach opens up, and it's a whole monster, and it fight like, and it just it looks so crazy. Ugh, like you got to like the 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 thing I love about practical effects like that and stuff in Beetlejuice is like you got to be so precise to make that shit look good because like if you don't you got to like angle it right, you got to make sure like the lighting's good and like it's it's like everything about it is so tactile, and if it's not if it's not arranged exactly right, it's going to look bad. Like that shit's, that's just, what's going to be boof, you know? <laughs> like Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's another movie in the same vein around the same time that I watched again by myself, just like, you know, TV time, the flock. Oh man. <laughs> that's another one, bro. That's- that destroyed me for years. Oh my goodness. The shit I saw in that film as just a little kid, man. I was like, what the fuck? Horrible, horrible film. I to this day I don't want to watch that shit. It, it's so <laughs> nasty looking, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was all. Um, uh, if I remember, I think that was Rick Baker. I think Rick Baker might have done the special effects on um Beetlejuice too. I can't remember. Oh, Rick but Baker. like, fucker, yeah. me. He's 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 a he's a demon, but he's a legend. Like, a there's demon. um, I'm thinking, oh man, I'm thinking about the fly now. It was um. Like the two the two bits that always get me. There's the first one when he's when when like Gina Davis comes back to the lab and he's like started to morph a little bit, but like he's like he's got like some food in his hand. It's like it's, it's like some sort of food, and then he just like pukes the the enzymes over it because he can't digest it. It's it, and it's like so fast too. Like he's like staring, and then just come. I'm just like yo, like. <laughs> that and um shit in that movie dog shit is gross son and then at the very end right before he like fully's gone he's fully gone he's just like a mass of like skin and the whole insect you remember the insect politics the uh, monologue he does where he's just like explaining how like insects don't have politics and like the difference like that whole scene is one of like the most it's i watched it maybe like a month ago just because it just popped into my brain i found it on youtube and 
like Jeff Goldblum is such a crazy fucking actor for like pulling that off and not like, cause like that movie's not silly at all. Like that's like a real, like this man is dying and like turning into something else and he's going to like kill this lady, you know, like it's, it's like a very serious movie, but like Jeff Goldblum holds like Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis really just, they held it down, man. What a, it's 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 a it's a sick nasty little movie and i kind of wish more people would make stuff like it now it doesn't happen super much anymore but i i get it it's it's a lot but to me it's a lot it's crazy because like you said the story is ill the writing is ill i think now there's like shock stuff but the writing isn't as ill right Um, where in that it's it's super compelling right talking about politics in this very gnarly way it's so nasty and it matches the topic (laughs) yeah Yeah, man i'm a i'm a i'm a big cronenberg i'm a big david cronenberg person and that's one of his early that's like i think that might still be his biggest movie ever but like yeah he's all all his movies I'm, i'm not sure how many of his movies you've seen but like all his movies are like that stuff like uh you ever seen naked lunch before naked lunch oh yeah naked lunch real freaky deaky Naked Naked Lunch is like that's I've been meaning to read the book it's based on forever, but like Same he made book first. So so how'd you like the book? Because I've never read the book. I've only the seen the movie. Still, my mom put me on to it. There is a time my mom's like, shout out to mom. My mom is such an OG in the weird black <laughs> lane. And like when I hit my teens, it was like, Mom, I want to weird read like freaky shit like i was like i just, I just want to read freaky shit like put me on to some shit i'll be like and she gave me naked lunch and i remember reading that and be like what the hell? like oh my god <laughs> and then seeing that movie it made it way funnier in a way to me um to see it in the movie uh because there's just stuff in there that you could never like you can only see with a mind's eye um but yeah great man that's crazy like i got like i got like a stack of like eight books i gotta get through but naked lunch is something i've been meaning to add to my pile for a while like i'm it's it's, it's gonna happen but like a- anybody who hasn't seen naked lunch go find it it's a, uh, it's uh yeah I- i'm not gonna tell you what it's about go 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 be surprised what you it, reading what's on your pile this is me right now oh shit what's that you, you got per- oh prometheus rising shit damn let me uh where is African my pile? Me- medicine Ooh, complete. Ooh, my my sister's reading some shit like that because they're um 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 they're studying herbalism right now, so they're going through a lot of they're going through a lot of ill shit. Let me find my pile. Hang on one second. All right. It's uh, where is it? It's pile time. <laughs> pile off. Where the fuck are all my books? I think they might be on the other side of my room. Hold where on. Is this brother's books. <laughs> where are my books? I'm 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 like I'm like legit. I'm, a deuce. Um, I'm up on you. I keep all my books right here. Shit. I, I got a <laughs> I got a small room, man. And I'm not I'm not I'm not good at keeping my shit organized like I should. Um sh- oh wait, no, they're all see I did. I they're all on my shelf. I have a shelf. I'm uh I'm gonna bring my computer over and show you my shelf. Oh yeah, let's see your shelf, nigga. <laughs> show the world your shelf. <laughs> all right yeah one one day i'm gonna have to give y'all video because yeah but this no, is I'm my show. okay this there is we go oh you right got now. the mad villain yeah i had to <laughs> i had to 
Uh, I don't know if you can see it, you but got I got a um, pile here. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> Paris is burning my life. What we got? Solid <laughs> point. I'm seeing some good shit. God level knowledge darts. Jesus right. and Marrow book. <laughs> um, yeah, the one um on the one I'm about to start is I'm I'm about to start the Asada Shakur book. I've had that for like a year and a half, and I just haven't had the time to get into it yet. But um, yeah, like that's it's gonna be that and the prodigy book. Those are those those are gonna be my two back to back. Those are gonna be great reads. Yeah, I'm 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 hype. I know I know I know a ton about Asada Shakur at this point in my life because she's um she she was a uh, she was in Jersey when she when she killed that cop and got detained. So she's kind of like a low key mini legend around here for that. Very very low key, but um, uh, but yeah, no, there's always so much more to know, and her biography is like I saw it and immediately had to cop. But that's the one I'm the most excited about, you know. Broke five broke. Dope five dope. We ain't got it. Psych. <laughs> My bottle just fell. All right. But um that was fun. I gotta do that more often. That was tight. <laughs> um shit. What um so as you get older and you have more TV time and more life experiences and other shit. Um, was there, I mean, yeah, was there a movie you saw that kind of like stopped you in your tracks and felt like a capital M movie to you in the sense that like, it was more than just like 90 minutes of entertainment, like something that not even in like, just like an artful sense, but like something that really affected you, you know? Definitely. Um, Embrace of the Serpent. Ooh. That movie, when I saw that that really made a lot of things make sense for me seeing that film um, in that film i think conveys the different levels of reality and their corresponding levels of truth well and how there can be multiple overlapping truth um, that movie is right but See, now I'm a hypocrite, too, because now that I think about it, there's some crazy shit with kids in that movie. Right. See? So I'm like, man, I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. Hey, that's, that's my movie, man. And like, but I feel, I will say, I feel that what they, it feels like a historical document as opposed to mm-hmm. film, which feels like, you know, it can't happen. It's a total fantasy. Um, but, but Embrace of the Serpent feels like a, a historical document. And in that way, I'm like, fuck, this should be happening. Like, it's happened, you know? And like, you know of a lot of the things in that film before that put me on. So that's why I just, like, oh, I love that movie. Um, That one stopped me dead my tracks. And I saw it at the, I think it's called the Downer Theater in Milwaukee. I was living there at the time. And Mm -hmm. I went back like three days in a row to watch that movie. Wow. I'm back because I was like, you know, I was at, shit, what year was that? It had to have been like 20. Mm. It says, it says here it came out 2015. 2015, right. Okay. Yeah. I was like, it had to have been right around the time I got back from the first Milo tour. So yeah, I was like chilling and I'd never been chilling in my life. So I had, I had time and 
a little bit of money. He had to go to like the movies three days in a row. That was like insane to me to do. But uh, that movie just like, oh, yeah. People yeah. I never seen it. I never even heard of it. But I'm looking at it right now and it says, oh, it was, uh, yeah, I'm you, 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 you just put me on. Like, I'm looking it's at about, it. Uh, this like shaman and then this explorer this this straight up columbuser and they go on this fucked up mission together even though the shaman like really does not enjoy this white man at all but, <laughs> uh, somehow somehow this movie communicates like humanity without in my opinion having like this triteness or like this corny kumbaya ness but like it it expresses the legitimacy for some of you know our angers and towards one another but also like our our just real need to tap into that you know there's actually just one race the human race and like <laughs> in order for this shit to really like work dog we got like we gotta get together right but yeah but i also imagine they did it in a way a lot less corny than saying it's just we're all just one race but it's just this shaman is literally the last of his right. people he's the last of his people and and so he can choose to be prideful and and be like man fuck this white man and all that shit but this white man is literally the only person in the world who's capable of retaining all the data of your people and you the last one and your past just happened to cross and you worship nature so what what do you think like it's just this crazy film where it's like damn and so he right right and like he hates this white man but he's just like dude i'm the last of my people i can't even meet anyone who could come close to knowing what i'm talking about or anything you this white man who knows partial of my language and like i'm stuck i'm gonna have to really tell you all the motherfucking secrets if i want anything to continue on and like you know the shaman understands his role in the universe uh and, and like the need for this to carry on and so it's it's a crazy ill movie and some parts of it you're just like how is this a fucking movie like how how could this have been filmed it's so like ah you feel right there when you feel like the mosquitoes and the bugs on you like you just are in this movie so intensely it's all black and white which i fucking love that's hard man yeah, yeah, yeah like i'm it says uh it says that this is the it, it's uh, the movie's colombian and it's the first colombian film ever to be nominated for an academy award for best foreign language film yeah i'm 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 in i just put it on my watch list i'm i'm gonna go find this that's stupid yeah. and the soundtrack go dummy too the soundtrack oh. is like crazy bro that that movie alter you dog and again stop me in my tracks i thought it was gonna be some you know whatever like again i'm i like that kind of stuff but when i saw it it, it really affected me because it's it just speaks to again you know any any person of color black person indigenous person on this planet is just harboring a natural kind of on some level you know and it, and it speaks to that and it speaks to our you know the stuff we want to like so desperately cling to and gatekeep and ours ours you know and that's yeah. real that's real but you know also like what what is this for beyond beyond just ownership and what even does it mean? And and man, like there's there's a they stumble upon a monastery 
that's like an orphanage and all these little indigenous boys are being indoctrinated and the shaman's just like oh hell no <laughs> and like literally like oh it gets so that's that is one of the best illest parts in any movie i've ever seen in my life and the way like the brother gives the boys knowledge and uh yeah deeply effective film damn yeah no nah, i'm 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 on it as soon as i can this sounds this sounds crazy um wow yeah, no, nah, I yeah, I just I literally just put it on my uh on my letterbox. Another chance that's a hard question because but I love this question and, and I can literally count like these films because I, I like movies, I watch a lot of them, but they don't often make me like just stop. And um, right. Taste of Tea, before I became a dad for the first time. Taste of Tea, I watched that and was like 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 I like it was like when you become aware of your breathing type of shit. Like it was like it opened oh, wow. up part of my chest up that I was like, wait, this has always been in me. Oh my god! Like it just like <laughs> it affected me how these people in this film allowed their silliness to be a very serious weapon to the seriousness of life and like the harm it does to us and. Oh, that movie's the shit. Taste the tea is so dope. Those are my two most oh, movies. I've heard of this before. I've never seen it, but oh yeah, no, nah, this is like the per- yeah, no, nah, the person who made the Taste of Tea made it as like a it's uh it's technically based on this Ingmar Bergman movie from the 80s called Fanny and Alexander. And he made it as like a he made it as like a surreal version of that movie. And I had meant to watch this. Oh word, I don't know nothing he, about the Ingmar joint. But he, but but hearing you, but hearing you say that this, it, it, I mean, like that sounds that sounds great. Like I'm 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 all about that too. Like I love I love like it. It it, it seems to me like it's kind of like a melodrama type situation. Is 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 that is that accurate? No, no, it's not. I mean, I don't. Maybe I don't know what melodrama means. What does melodrama mean? Like basically, uh, it's like a. It's like a kind of like feeling, you know, like it's 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 kind of sort of I, I don't I don't want to call it camp because it's not camp, but it's kind of like in that vein of like it's 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 like how do I describe melodrama? That's just so crazy. Like um, it's like very <laughs> um it's like the, the the serious problems that that everyday people face type shit, like you know, divorce or being broke or whatever, but you know, or like vanity or like just again want striver type shit but it approaches it with these like whole other weapons set kind of like these movies aren't anything alike but just to drive this point home kind of like like napoleon dynamite yeah like because that's a movie that's about just like these like mundane problems but these are like this is real life for like a lot of people just like boring shit and like how do you how do you make meaning in a, in a place where everything's so flat and bland and like, what the fuck goes on? Um, but it again, it's like a whole different weapon set for tackling that problem. And that's how I felt when I seen Napoleon Dynamite. Granted that movie's like, uh, but like this yeah. movie is insane. Cause it's just on a different dog. There's shit in this movie that is just like, how the fuck is this a movie? Again, I, I like that. <laughs> Like that, where you're just like, how is this a movie? Same. And the grandpa in there is so ill. The the little girl, she's my favorite character in that movie by far. 
Um, yeah, taste the tea and embrace the serpent. Those are my two. Damn, th- those are those are such good picks. And before we move on, I th- I figured because like because like you talking about the taste of tea and Napoleon Dynamite the way you did like both of those movies are melodramas because like melodrama is just like it's it, it's basically just like a movie that's set to like it, it's just a movie about like big emotions and like big almost exaggerated characters just like doing shit within like a not so crazy framework you know like oh, just like dude, I love melodrama. Yeah, just yeah, just like regular shit, you know, like it's yeah. like because like you because like you look back on early stuff like uh like fifties and the sixties like Douglas Sirk and them who are making like yo okay okay now I I got a movie for you I'm not sure if you've seen it before I think I talked to I think I talked to somebody about it on the show a while ago but it's called Imitation of Life you ever hear of Imitation of Life before Oh hold up now what is this one about. So Imitation of Life is a movie about this um about this white actress and her daughter who wind up meeting oh like it, it's it's like it's a movie that's really about like six or seven different things but the but 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 like the thing that always gets me about it is that it's about this uh, it's about this black woman who winds up becoming a house servant basically for um this white Hollywood actress and she ha- and 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 um the black woman has a daughter she's it, like she's like extremely fair skinned to the point that she's like she's, she's white she's white passing and like her whole character is like she's like trying to deny that her mom's black and like and, and you're like a boy she's dating finds out and he beats the shit out of her in the alley and um like like the movie isn't just about that but like that's the part that really affected me when i saw it because like uh, I don't want to spoil the ending, but like it's maybe one of the saddest things I've ever seen in a movie. It's it's really I, uh, go go like it's it's, it's um yeah nah do it because like it's a uh, like it like it's about a lot of things. Like, I'm like it's about the actress like becoming famous and she gets in a big house and it's it's it's, it's kind of just like about how she kind of becomes more famous and like shuts herself off from the world. Like her, she can't connect with her daughter um she can't connect with her best friend and it's it, it, and like she's like going through like romance shit it's it's kind of sort of like what happens in the taste of tea but it's like it's like yeah. it's like way more like traditional hollywood over the top in like that 50s 60s kind of way i don't want to tell you anymore but go 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 peep imitation yeah, right it's, it's a crazy movie like and and the and the soundtrack's crazy um or, or rather or rather the score is crazy and, and they have like a it's one of those movies that has like a theme they play in like six different ways throughout it's 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 like it's like it's like 60s it's hollywood down in the soil but are we talking about um let me see because yeah no there are there are different versions let me double check because because yeah, there's the one from 1934 i'm talking about the one from 1959 Word. um yeah, yeah Right, Lana Turner, um, Sandra, yeah, Sandra. Oh no, oh no, my fault, not Sandra D. Um, Juanita Moore is um, her her character's name is Annie Annie Johnson. She's a um, um, she's the black lady in it. I'm not gonna say no more, but go go watch Imitation of Life. It's fucking nuts. Damn. Very sad. Like just, I'm 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 warning you now. The ending, the ending really fucked me up. But it's 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 good. Worth your time. Imitation of life. That's such a crazy title, you know. It's yeah, right. 
You know there's gotta be fire. Like, um, damn, this has already been so crazy. But um, let's jump before before we get into some more recent shit. I want to know. I want to know a little bit more about how music first came into your life. When did you? When did music become capital M music for you? Like, not just like a passive, like, you know, playing in the background. Like, like when did it become like, oh, this is music? Like, shit. Oh, I think um, probably around the time I was like nine or 10, I got to be very aware of music. My parents, um, my parents divorced like, before my memory starts but i had to start traveling back and forth between their cribs and my dad lived on the east coast and my mom lived in chicago so i would fly a lot to and from as an unaccompanied minor and um shit maybe starting in second grade because i remember mp3 players came out and my dad got one and it was cold and i remember he was like you could take it on your little trip if you want and I was like whoa and he just put stuff he bumped on there my parents are super young so my dad had that good shit he had like Biggie and Pac and Nirvana and all this shit on a little mp3 player which again nobody even knew what the fuck that was on so to see this little kid with this you know tech and I think that's probably when I became really aware of music just on those flights and uh you know really really starting to curate the stuff i bump all my parents music and be like i like this i don't like this i like this i don't like this and then it became like getting deeper into it and showing them stuff you know being like hey you like this guy you like this or whatever which i still do and um yeah kind of just getting in the curation that way and getting beyond them where they'd be like what the fuck you listening to it's like oh yeah (laughs) now i'm on you know like i'm just like eating it all up uh, so right. I say around, damn, I guess second grade, which, um, yeah, eight or nine. That's tight. Cause, um, for, yeah, first and foremost, yeah, my parents, my parents, uh, divorced when I was 10 or 11. So I also, I also did, I also did the travel, but it was like, they were, they, they, they were like, they were like a lot closer. It was, it, I didn't have to like go across state lines. It was like, mm. like 15, 20 minute trip, but you know, it was, it was like enough to the point where like, I couldn't just like walk to their house, you know, like I would have to like, it would be like, like three, four five towns over type shit. So yeah. I get the, you know, like the traveling back and forth and not having one sense of like, not having one home base. Like I, I, I get that. And like just that time in the in the liminal space. I like having yeah. one home. I think that's baller. I always thought that was baller. Even when I was a kid, yeah. kids like, both my parents I love me. I'd be like, okay, my parents love me and I got two houses. What's up? Right. <laughs> like, I always thought that shit was cool. But just that time in in the liminal and like again, music, uh, especially on, on flights is like so good. I don't know why music sounds so good in the air, but like I don't know. I have to listen to music on a flight. Yeah, same, bro. I have like, like it's to the point where I have like specific songs I listen to, like when the when the plane takes off and when that's the plane cool. lands. Oh, like I'm cool. walking <laughs> down on that plane, got that certain. It's oh. crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause like, cause like every time, every time I'm on a plane and it's about to take off. 
I play um oh man, I gotta I gotta look up the name. It's um it's the first song on Childish Gambinos because of the internet. I don't know why, but that's like my takeoff song. Like I have to listen to that when the plane takes off, or else it like won't, or the experience won't be right. And then and then the landing, and then the landing song is "Blood on the Leaves" by Kanye. Like I I don't know once again I don't know why this is the case, but like <laughs> wow, I like that that they stay the same. I fuck with that. I just need some music playing out that I like, but that yours stay the same is fucking ill to me. Right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Everything in between is whatever. Like I'll listen right. to whatever, but like, but like to take off, I'm trying to hear one song to land. I'm trying, if I can, you know, like I'm yeah. not going to like, you know, like it's not like a, um, it's not like an OCD thing where it's going to like really fuck with me if it doesn't happen, but it's, it's what I prefer, you know, like it's just, a, it's, it just works. I don't know what to say, but <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Travel, travel. Parent, uh, music would have traveled so like i just got hella into laraji when i was in japan so now whenever mm-hmm. i play laraji i'm like i'm back in osaka and like i love to really imprint an experience on some music so that way i can pull that shit back when i need it um, same that's great you know like yeah 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 like yeah you know like having music represent different places is a like like I went to Chicago for the first time last year. Funny enough, we're talking about Chicago, and I made a I made a whole playlist of all the music I listened to while I was out there. So and like I listen to it sometimes, and I'm just like I remember when I heard this song on the Blue Line. I remember when I heard this song at Union Park. I remember when I heard this song when I went to Harold's. You know, like all all that shit. So yeah, just just good that's shit. sweet man. That's sweet. Yo, um, so. So like as like as you got older and you just like start, you know, like being a person and taking all this influence and iconography and shit together, like when did you first consciously link film and music together in your head as two things that could complement one another? Did that like yeah, I mean like I'm sure it's happened, but like do you remember when that mm. happened for you? Um probably as a kid watching Fantasia. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, you know, that really whooped my ass and being like, oh, whoa, this is dope. This is very dope. Yeah, that's a mix shit. Maybe I should have said that. Uh, yeah, Fantasia hit me very, very hard, very young. Yeah. Uh, but in modern times, I don't know. I think I feel like music is such an afterthought in most of my experiences nowadays where I'm like, oh, y'all made this and just pipe the music in after or like it feels very i don't know it feels like adjective jumble it feels like oh y'all designed this music in in the laboratory before you ever played it i don't know i'm talking shit yeah. but like i don't know i don't i don't ever feel like it's like this a symbiosis i don't know i couldn't tell you the last movie i watched where i was like oh this music's crazy I think uh I'm trying to think about that myself. I think I think the last one <laughs> I brought it up a bunch, so I'm not gonna talk about it too much, but how to blow up a pipeline has a really great score. If you haven't seen how to blow up a pipeline, go I ain't even oh, heard wow. it. all right. So this shit came out in theaters. It was in theaters for like a week and a half. Um, <laughs> but it's what? a movie about a it, it's a movie about a bunch of college kids who decide uh, like who decide to like they meet up on like discord and tiktok and you know like they realize you know like the earth is dying like oil is 
killing the planet or or at least or at least like you know like us fracking and you know just taking all the oil out the earth is killing it so they're just like we're gonna go to texas and we're gonna go blow up this pipeline and like disrupt and, and like disrupt the infrastructure and like you know like do some you know like do some good old-fashioned eco-terrorism to like make the earth safer wow. and the whole and the whole thing's done up like a heist movie um where it's it, where it's, it's just like these eight kids they get together figure out how they want to do what they want to do they all have their different motivations like one of them was living on the land and the government called eminent domain because they wanted to um to wanted to get the oil one of them was poisoned by acid rain out in california one of them like and they just all meet up and they go and blow up this pipeline and they do it and then the movie's over it's ba- it, and, and, and it's based on a it's based on a book that's like a manifesto um written by um, now. yeah go, go like express concerns regarding the perceived promotion of terrorism and violence in the film's narrative <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna fuck with this. Yeah, I'm like, yes, that, that you you're you, a better cosign. You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah, no, nah, like, to, and 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 to sweeten the deal, like, like the CIA was like, oh, we like, like the CIA's, like the the actual U.S. government was like, oh, we can't have people watching this movie. Like, they're they they like put the movie on like a list of like things that might, like you said, inspire like domestic terrorist act it's 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 one That's of those I'm saying it's crazy <laughs> to me that like that movie will get on that list before from would which shows again <laughs> a child being just absolutely decimated and real in front of you looking shit right that's crazy man yeah it, it's it's wild you know like it's uh, um and, and like the director was talking about how they they like they they couldn't go to the traditional streamers like you know they went to netflix and apple and they were and like all of them were like we don't want this like we don't want to do this because you know it's yeah how, how to tell me about this movie thank you you're, you're welcome like this, this is why i keep talking about it because nobody knows it exists i saw it i like i was one of like seven people in the theater when it came out like it was it's it's crazy it's like you might be able to buy it but um it's it, it's like not on a streaming service yet but you can like buy it on um you can get it on like vod or yeah, yeah. it's on they it's got it on youtube for seven dollars go yeah run it up run it up oh definitely mm. me. <laughs> shit um so Oh man, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Um, okay, now, now I'm thinking about your music. We've talked about it a little bit, and just like you as an artist over the course of the last like hour ish, and like one of the things, you know, like you, you, <laughs> this is gonna sound so silly to say, but like you take music very, very seriously, but in like a very like like like, like not a silly way, but like your music is like very funny and serious and thoughtful and smart and just like bounces around in a lot of different ways that I have a lot of love and um, respect for. But like, it's like your music is like, your rap is so smart and flowing and poetic and like, you're so confident in your own abilities, but you're like, you know, you're like you do all of this with your stuff to say, you do all of this stuff to kind of show how like confused by the world you are you know like to me maybe maybe i'm projecting but like it feels to me like 
rap is like one of the only things that you know for a fact that you can like control you know like and you just like use that and you know and and, you know like the stakes you know like those stakes are kind of felt on every song of yours i've heard i was running through a bunch of them earlier today and just thinking like you know like the world is scary but at least i have this like that's what i think every time Mm. i hear any one of your songs like you know like does you know like does rap help Mm. you make sense of the world that's that's something i've been thinking about a lot today oh dog you just made my whole week man i'm glad that's communicated yeah definitely it does and i think it doesn't even matter what it is but just having a craft you know like if I made cakes, I would hope that would come through. It's like the world is scary, but these are delicious. Like, you know, like <laughs> definitely what I want to be on and inspire people with my music. I had the experience um, in 2016 where I played a festival on a farm. Like, uh, and it was like one of the ones where they like sign a waiver and they gonna close the door so the police can't come. We gonna get real weird in this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had some of uh, nature's bounty, uh, mushrooms, deliciousness. You know, and I was on stage performing. Again, this is 2016. Uh, actually, no, it must have been. It must have been 2017. Um, anyway, I'm on stage performing, and it occurs to me, I'm with my boy, Randall Bravery, shout out my dog. And he's also on the mushrooms. And we performing, and, and we both have this realization. First of all, we realize we are in hell. Just straight up. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we in hell? And he's like, oh, we've been in hell, my boy. I'm like, okay, so we seeing the same shit. We literally on stage. You know, they got fire dancers and stuff, but in our mind, we like, we in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. You know, like, so we both feel like we performing for the devil or something in hell. And it's ill. It's ill. We are so in on this vision together. And I'm like, man, let's just try to get through these joints. And and Randall's like, all right. And, you know, we're doing the beats and all stuff. And I'm saying, I'm like, man, all my songs are real negative, ain't they? It's like, yeah, it's just putting me in such a bad mood. And like, <laughs> we were just so like this that I, I literally walked off the stage, went up to a promoter. I was like, I don't have any so- more songs to play. I'm sorry. You know, and the promoter was like, uh, please play a couple more. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, my music is so negative, And I, I feel it would be really irresponsible of me to continue playing the show. Like, I, I don't. This isn't what I want to do. This is like this. The message ain't right. And this promoter, God bless him, was like, enough respect. And still paid me and everything. It was just like, that's a real motherfucking artist. I was like, appreciate you. Because I was definitely out of my mind, but I was also in my mind. And I swear, that changed me. That experience changed me. And you can notice in my music from then on, I was like, I'm not on this negative shit. Like, I want to make art that uplifts somehow. It doesn't have to be, like, only positive. But it has to bend in them way of like the will being expressed over the problem i'll say it that way um wow. and and that that vision quest with my boy randall bravery really put me on that and to this day it affects me what i learned from that trip like it really was so i was playing all my joints you know toothpaste suburb and you know i'm like doing my thing so the flies don't come and i'm just like these yeah, are yeah, so yeah. negative bro. like it's just like oh like 
it was like plaguing me. And to see my boy also just be like, <laughs> you know, I'll have a single joint that could put a smile on our face right now. It was naked. <laughs> and um, yeah, that just like I need I need some my own music to put a smile on my face somehow. And even just today, I played one of my new joints for my dad. And uh, I said an ill bar on there that I'm not going to say here. But I said an ill bar, and he started laughing. And I was just like, man, that's what I want. Like, that's what I want. You know, like, I want to play my shit, and you, like, chuckle or what? Like, it just puts that pep in your step of, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, all right, come on. And, again, not not that it has to always be positive. That's not my thing. Um, and that's why I was happy to hear you say, like, confusion is is prevalent here like yes i'm i'm not trying to have an answer for you i'm trying to find an answer for me and every time i write yeah. a rap i'm trying to find that answer i don't write a rap with the answer in mind um and i used to do that when i was younger and i think that's something younger people do is you know yeah and here's my rap with the answer in mind <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> i got older and travel more and met so many great mcs who are like oh that's your answer <laughs> And they just drill through my shit, you know. I'm like, <laughs> and like, no, that's not my style. That's not actually how I rap. Never mind, you know. And like, try to find like where where is me? And um, I feel I've hit the me in my music. So again, thank you for those kind words, because that um, more than anything, those are the things that I want to come across. You know, I don't uh, as a musician. Even my dad said this ill shit to me. He's like, remember when you used to say your music was to kill loneliness? And I was like, yeah, that was an ill tagline. Well intended. But like, I don't think music can do that. I think that's something you got to do for yourself. For real. You know, yeah. it, can, it can help. It can bring you out of funk. It can do these real things. It can't kill loneliness. And like my music now is about trying to give you mana. That's the best way I could say it. Trying to give you blue potion. Like, Yo, cast the spells, dog. Like, play this yeah. shit. It'll get you in the mood to flick your wrist at something. Like, at something, whatever your thing is, like, it's going to restore that mana, hopefully. Um, and that's the kind of musician I want to be. I want to be a music man, for real. Like, I learned how to play guitar. I've learned harmonica. I can make yeah. a beat. I can do a rhyme. I run a record store. Like, this is the healing force I believe in with my whole heart. This is what I pay for my kids' lives. Like, I'm putting it all on music, and it's a great honor to me to do so. And I want to be consciously steering the energy I'm putting out through it. Um, and not overstating, Not again, not, I'm not trying to, like, lie to people. I'm not trying to claim I can do shit I can or the music can do. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And it's like, I, yeah, I do. music is real, and I know it's powerful, too. And um, just trying to straddle that good balance. Damn, that's such a crazy fucking answer. Like, and you, and, you know, you talking. Wow, you talking. You talking about this trip um, that y'all were on during the show, and I'm and, and and like and like I thought about the year you said that was like a couple years before you made the change from My Little Rap Ferreira. Did yeah. that have anything to do with that? Like, is is, is, is that why you did it? Okay, big, yeah. big, big time because. Milo being a construct that started when I was young and how I came up, it was very open to the audience in terms of like suggestion kind of to a degree. And uh, 
having a kid put all that to bed. Like I'm not in a suggestive mode. Like I'm the head of my family, bro. You're not going to, you know, tell me my rap style funny no more. Like we off that shit. <laughs> like before I used to be like, oh, thank, oh, I'll take your feedback and take us in. Like now it's like, no, that's all dead. And so I wanted to use my name because the only people who can tell you about you is your family at this point, you know? And like, especially just being a, a young artist, um, an artist of my whatever, you know, I just, I only want my family to be feeling, you know, even when people talk about your rap name or whatever, you know, like, oh, that's wag or what, you know, it's just like, that's so crazy that all this gets up for evaluation. Um, and I, again, I just wanted something that was like, well, you're, that's irrelevant. Like how you feel about the name rapper is irrelevant. It's my real name. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, whatever, moving on. And, and these were things that were like, I don't know, for whatever reason, they bugged me with the Milo stuff. And yeah, I just wanted to set a demarcation and a good, strong line. I feel I did go out on the Milo bending towards what I'm talking about. And I had found it and like was applying it. But once right. I knew I really had it was when the first Soul Folks opened up. And I had a record store. My baby was chilling. I'm like living on an island off the coast of Maine. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm running a family and a business off of uh, indie rap income. I'm not famous. Nobody knows who the fuck I am in my day to day life. You know, it was like perfect. And so I felt I could uh, pivot well. And I still am like, that was the best thing I could have done. And and the world took my art more serious at that point too. I'm sure, yeah. And you know, and you're like, of course, like right before that, you had founded Ruby Yacht, um, yeah. maybe maybe like two three years before that. And you're like, yeah. you started that and kind of formed it and, and kind of like turned it into this, you know, just like just like a chamber for people to just like build build something special and revel in that together. And of course, like you bring people out on tour. All the time, I saw y'all in Asbury Park last year with a bunch of family. That was a beautiful night. Um, like, it's it's a uh, you know like so it's been so you so you founded Ruby Yacht in 2015. You yeah. opened you opened the first store in 2018, and you've been you know like you're at a point now where like it's self you know you kind of implied it already, but like it's self sustaining. You're like living off this shit. You're feeding your babies off this shit um you're helping other people get bread off this shit um you just put out these two projects uh kef 33 and non-breathing patterns to hallucinate utopia uh through vinyl and mp3 exclusive sell sale thing and you made more money off that than you did off your you know, off two years worth of spotify royalties which congrats to you that's beautiful um you know stick it stick it to the majors <laughs> um you know like yeah, yeah. just like just like looking, you know, like you know, you're at a point now where, like you said, you know, you 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 feel like people are taking your art more seriously, and you feel like you're at a point where your music isn't necessarily like super duper positive on some like Will Smith shit, but like you're closer, you're closer to who you hear yourself as, which is like, or or, or maybe let me let, let let me not speak for you. I, I don't know if you feel that way. Do you feel that way? Um, I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm rapping from who I am better than I ever have in my life. You know, again, the Milo stuff, when I started rapping, my dad especially was just like, why are you rapping like such a nerdy dude? 
And I was like, that's my thing, man. And he was just like, that is so weird. It was just like, people are going to think like you're this super like one way dude. And I was just like, whatever, like, I don't care. It's cool to me. And, you know, again, when it went beyond my little town and my school and shit and strangers started here and like assign a whole personality to it, it became sort of like, well, shit, like I can make money if I keep doing, you know, whatever nerd raps or like, you know what I mean? And like, again, just being a young black adult in America, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to try to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, how to how to be honest with the shit, you know, like it's not that is a part of me, but that's not all of me and how to be honest and not make myself a caricature of myself. Like I don't really make my fucking art on some singer songwriter shit, like with, the, with rap, like that's what I'm trying to do. Like, you know, to have that same level of like, Oh, this is a person revealing themselves and with the acoustic guitar. Like, I want right, to do yeah. rap, you know? And I felt, I just want to shout them out blue. I feel like Blue is the first rapper I ever heard that I was like, this dude is a singer-songwriter. And her favorite color, her favorite color, I was in high school. That one to me, I was just like, he hit the level. He hit the level. And like, I feel like Jay Let goes there. There's a bunch of rappers I could say, but like Blue could do it so consistent and album-wise. Some cats only get it for a song or two. And like, man, that just really awoke in that chamber in my brain. So the early Milo stuff was nothing like what I would bump or what I even wished I could sound like. Again, it was just some shit that had popped off on the internet. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to not like have cloud. I don't want to not have money. <laughs> so I had to like figure out how to get my shit where I needed it to go, you know? And um, right again, now my music is something with the old Milo stuff, my, like no one in my life bumped that shit or really, you know, they just be like, that's that weird shit you do for the internet. While well, now the rap first of everyone in my life who knows me is like, oh yeah, I'm bumping this. This song's dope. Like, oh, you talking about so-and-so on this one. And like real shit in my life gets discussed. I mean, a listener might not know, but someone who knows me is like, oh boy, you talking about this? I'm like, yeah. yeah you know, putting that real shit in there now. It's like, ah, it feels good. It feels good. That's beautiful, man. Like, you really can't ask for more than that. Like, you know, like listening, you know, like today I was listening to uh, I Ran So The, uh, I Rinse So The Flies Don't Come and a couple of my favorite songs of Who Told You To Think. And then I listened to the new joint, um, Five To The Stars. And like, you know, it was uh, like, you, like, you know, like your writing style is is still like, it's not like your writing style changed, you know, like you're still, you're still kind of coming at it from a similar you know, like structurally, it's very similar to your writing from before. But I could see what you're saying in the sense that, like, you are talking about different. You know, you know, like I was listening to um the song with Chaz with a lucid on it. Um, I was listening to um um I think it's a uh, landscaping on Who Told You to Think. Like, just like hearing you, you know, like 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 that like that song is so different to me than than like like you look at you look at a song like that and you look at a song like uh mythicizer instinct mm -hmm. and like those you know you know you're not talking about the same things on those two songs you're talking about them in the same way but not about the same things mm -hmm. you know and 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 that's like that's just cool to me you know like you still like you know like if somebody were to have 
if somebody were to have fallen off the face of the earth after you put out um, uh, Orientologist in 2018, right? Like, and then heard purple moonlight pages, like they, they'd probably be able to tell that you're the same person. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not like you're going from, it's not like you're going from Zev Love X to MF Doom, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's not like that night and day to me anyway. But um, I like it, you know, like I really, really enjoy these last few projects you put out and I love how um, jazzy, I, I, I hate using that word to describe music sometimes because it feels so safe and so easy, mm-hmm. but like, it's very jazzy, you know, it's very like loose. You know, like it's like looser, like your shit, your new shit's looser than your older stuff. You know, like you're like less self-conscious almost. Definitely. I'm letting that shit swing. Um, yeah. You know, just swinging with it, man. I just, I, I like rap now that is communicative and expressive, but also like it's important to me that my acapellas could be impressive. Yeah. And, you know, like, having you know like having seen you last year like yeah the acapellas are impressive and it was nice to see you kind of do like a medley of a bunch of different stuff and just kind of like note yeah. the changes you know like that was that was that was really ill to me i like that um i don't want to disavow any of my work like I right stand, yeah yeah i stand by my shit even the old nerdy shit, i stand by all my product but i'm just always in the future with it but right at the show i'm there to entertain cats and to show my gratitude and and to to I want to play what people want to hear. Unfortunately, because I'm a broke ass artist, I've never took my art serious enough until recently. And so, there's songs I wish I could play for people from the old stuff that I literally the beat is gone. Like Damn. I don't have I don't have uh, uh, any of the Riley Lake stuff anymore. That computer just like exploded, and I didn't have no. I didn't even have money barely to live, let alone backup drives or, you know, and Riley then moved on, lost shit. Again, you know, we've tried, trust. Like, it's been like, dog, we don't have none of these day and night stuff. It's just like, it's gone. It's just gone. Like, it's just like, damn, that's the way it goes, dog. And it it makes it almost sweeter. But people have interpreted that as me, like, disavowing. And I'm not, I just literally... I never thought I needed the backup stuff or I never thought, I don't know. I just didn't think about getting older as a rapper or like I would be doing this in my thirties. I didn't know that I should have like all this stuff archived. I, no one told me that, you know? And so right. it, yeah. now, now that there's 10 years of work and people be like, Hey, we love the old shit. I'm like, well shit, me too. But I can't even, I would have to come out here and do it a weird, a different way. And we'd all be like, that ain't it. And I'd be like, I know, but I don't have the shit that's it. You'd have to Taylor Swift it. You'd have to go and re-record your old shit. <laughs> no, I just, no, I have to do what the young boys be doing, just rap on this fucking song. Like, I just have right. to like, what is he doing? Like, this is the only way we can get these. Like, like, which is like obviously you get bonus points and it's iller if you can do it without the backing track, but there are people I know who like rap on their, over their tracks and it's fine. You know, like I love Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion raps over her tracks and her shit goes like Playboy Cardi does like 20% of his lyrics. His shit goes. I mean, he kind of sucks because he fucking punched somebody in the face and fuck him for that. But like his shit goes, you know, like, (laughs) but either way, like it's, it's, um, you know, it, it, it depends, but, 
just whatever makes you most comfortable. Like it, it's like that's like that's like a whole. Like I can't I'm imagine what it was. rooms where it would just be inappropriate to rap on your vocal tracks. Right. I'm not a stadium yeah. MC. I don't have thousands of screaming motherfuckers. It's like a few of us here. I'm a be. I'm a, I, I can do it. Like you know. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't want to judge nobody else or other rappers. I I don't go to shows that are that big again because I'm a broke rapper and I'll just start hating. I'll just be like. Like uh, so, I just got to be in the temple working on my craft for my own benefit. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's weird when again cats are at a small show doing that. I'm always kind of like, bro, we can't hear you. Dog. Like you don't have yeah, to do that. But uh, again, at a stadium rap show, it's like that's a whole different. I don't know thing. Do the cats in bands sing on top of their shit? I'm not usually. I don't know. It's it's been a while. Yeah. Since, it's been a it's been a grip since I've seen like a legit band like in like a stadium setting. So I couldn't say, but um, pro- probably not. I'm I'm a guess. Probably not. Yeah, that's <laughs> interesting. Know? That's that's that, that's something I'm gonna think about the next time I see it. Honestly, because I haven't. I've never really thought. I've never really thought about it. You know, it's I, I I guess it's just more of a programming thing like we were talking about. Like we we come we come to expect certain things from rappers that we don't expect from other people. And that's just another, you know, that, you know, like that's just another thing to add on top of the general weight of expectation. It's it's a lot. Y'all deal with a lot. Oh, <laughs> um, it's but- a crazy gig, dog. It's a crazy mindfuck of a job. Um, and shout out to all the ones doing it. Yeah, cause yeah, like we 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 love and need y'all. Like you know, I'm I'm gonna say it. We love and need y'all. You know, like you've 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 said it and implied it and kind of lived it in a lot of different ways. But like you've said, I can't remember where I heard you say it, but you're basically like rap is folk music, and like it oh, is. What? You know, like it follows literally all the rules of folk music. No one taught me how to make a beat. No one taught me how to write a rhyme. I learned by ear. It is neo blues like it's just straight up the same thing you it's no one showed all the best cats who do this shit it wasn't from youtube tutorials homie like you know what i mean and it's just the ear and what you think should sound good and that that is folk music and that's why it's repetitious and it's got all this shit that folk music across the world has and right you know we just have electricity so our shit can bang like (laughs) when you look at old blues songs the, the way some of them cats play guitar is so percussive and insane. You're like, yeah. if these niggas had electricity, it would be over, dog. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, nah. Give, give like, give like mud, give like muddy waters a wah wah pedal, and look what he does. You know, like that no. type of shit. Like, book a white, like book a white strumming. His right hand is so insane. What he can do melodically, but he's also like doing all this rhythm tapping. That's like. This dude, the drum machine, the sampler, and the vocal, all at the same time, pretty wild, dog. And and modding out their guitars, seven, eight, nine strings, doing all sorts uh-huh. of stuff. Like like we be freaking the four hundred four. It's like it's all the same shit. Really? Yeah, you, shit. you're not you're not wrong. It it is all the same shit. You know, it's all it all moves in cycles. And just like knowing that history and having that context makes it, it frees you. To know that right. history and have that context. Like you said, thank you. The shit is looser. Like, it's because I know the history and my context. And I've heard how the ancients got down. And they wasn't worried about reviews. They weren't concerned with 
<laughs> you know, any critical interpretation beyond the people in front of me seem to be dancing. That's it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. Like, when I yeah. do this joint, I get a dollar. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> dog, beyond that, what function does a song serve? Like, why do we have to pretend? Even what it, what function does the album serve? Where does that come from? The arbitrariness of all this shit. Why do you think three minutes is a song? Because that's how much fit on the first fucking wax platters. Like, oh, shit that's man. just so arbitrary that if you don't know this stuff in the history, you'd be thinking it's important that your shit is a certain length. Like, you know, just so crazy. And when you can notice and it just sets you free. And I think especially, I don't love to harp on this as much anymore, but, you know, just brothers talking, it's hard not to say it, as a black artist to have that freedom and, uh, and permission. It's hard for us, or at least it's been hard for me as a younger artist to feel I can make an artistic decision without an addendum of footnotes to justify why. You know, and now I, I'm kind of able to just let these decisions stand on their own merit. Fuck it. You either feel it or don't. And that's something that, again, for a black artist in particular, it's like if our shit don't immediately make money, it's trash and you're worth it. You know, and it's like, that's so fucked up, dog. And that pressure of always to ourselves, our family having to be like, yo, if this shit don't make money, like I'm out here wasting my fucking time. And like, man, just it's such a prison to exist there. And when you see other artists who it's like, oh, that's a beautiful thing. You got to make this painting that this or this song is just real weird noise shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, even again, that's just a good example. Noise music, you know, like I love that stuff. But it's like, damn, dog, I can't even pop my noise thing off because I don't know how that sh- how do you make money doing that <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like it's so crazy um and and just knowing the history allows me to make noise now you know I'd say my blues record is my noise record and again having having these spirits and these angels literally walk with me artistically and to tap in on them and be like I don't have to justify any of this it's taking me fam it's taking me 12 years i'm 31 i I put numbers on the world on 19 taking me 12 years to two shops five kids like it's taking me a lot to get to this place where i'm like i'm allowed to do this artistically this is cool like i'm allowed to just do what i feel and um i say all that to just say like knowing your history can give you that that assuaging I think often young artists need and look for from each other or from the audience or from other artists. It's like, actually you got to hit the, the catacombs to get that. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of your contemporaries might not be on this planet anymore. And maybe artistically you need to tap into conversations with them. That might be the only way you can talk to them. Right. Um, and, and yeah, that, that has set me free dog. Like, I I got nothing to add to that really like that's that's I I couldn't have put that better myself it's it's like you know it's it's a it's good to it's good to mix the old and the new and when to know it's just good it's just good to know when you got to go digging and it's good to know when it's cool to just kind of like stay above ground and take in what's happening around you and then take those two things and that makes you 
you know, like that's, you know, that's kind of like the, that's what the constant learning experience for me anyway, like that's kind of like what, that's kind of how I see the way I move through all this. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it's, it's just like tapping in with old shit, tapping in with new shit, whether that be things I'm reading, movies I'm watching, music I'm listening to, games I play, the people I talk to. You know, like I live with my dad. I talk to him all the time. He's 78. He's been alive since the first, the second world war ended. Like the, 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 the information that he has. Is I know crazy. he talks so ill. I know he's his... <laughs> so dope. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. You know, like, just like, just, and, and you know, just like me learning from people. Cause like, I'm also 31. I just, um, 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 I think, I think our birthdays are like a month apart, oh, but, really? um, like, but like, you know, like I'm talking to like my slightly younger homies and like getting perspective and inter- and interesting shit from them and people who are a little older than me, you know, like it's a, you know, like it's about just finding where you fit, just getting in where you fit in all this shit and taking the good that you can from the past and the future, or excuse me, taking the good from the past and the present and making that your future. That's all. You know, I, I said I didn't have anything to add. Consortium, um, you know, from, from, uh, from past to future, like that's what we want on stage and the pop consortium stress that. And I, I fuck with that as a life model. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Damn. Um, and just to, uh, yeah, no, nah, just, just to, yeah, just to, you got me stuttering. This has been crazy so far or not so far. We're about to, not so far. We're about to end it. Um, <laughs> Rory, if your life was a movie, what would it be about? Uh, what would my life be about? Or no, um, what, my movie, if you were to a movie, what would it be about? Yeah, my movie would be about. Oh, this is ill. I just wrote this on the spot. My movie would be a surrealist film about a daycare run by a nigga who swears he's an Afrofuture scientist. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my shit would be, because that's really what my life is. Uh I'm really Afrofuturist. Like I'm really raising the black tomorrows. And uh, I'm doing that with my art and I'm making it sound highfalutin and metaphysical and all that shit. But it's it's really about these kids and like um making sure we have, you know, the next gen ready to go, dog. No matter what's going on in America or the world at large. And that's what I'm about. That's what my movie would be about. It would be some crazy fucking comedy about again this daycare but i'll be making it look and sound ill and fucking poetic <laughs> but um yeah afrofuture's daycare hard that like that immediately reminded me of like some you ever well two things one you ever see a movie called the um the brother from another planet before oh yeah hell yeah shout out to classic, my classic. Dog, Morton. yeah damn incredible movie but th- but then again I, but then again I, what happened I said, shout out that nigga's feet in that movie. <laughs> That's facts. That's facts, son. Oh my god! A- anybody listening, go go find the brother from another planet. It was or it was on Netflix. I don't remember where it is, but go find it. Yeah, that's um, a good one, dog. That's but the movie. other one, yeah, it's a great movie. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm, good, um, but the other one was um that sounds that that sounds like that sounds like some like sorry to bother you boots riley type shit like, oh you know i'm a fan i love boots riley i'm i'm yeah. like that nigga's a genius for me and i just write like there's oh i love i love when i see a movie and i'm like damn movies can be anything like the right. cinema cinema as a medium could be anything and like i love 
that I feel like boots everything that dude touches with the cameras on that level where it's like, damn, it could be anything. Um, right. His mm-hmm. new his, his new shit looks crazy. He's putting out a show, I think, at the end of the month called uh, I'm a Virgo. It's just about this, like, it's about this black kid who's like 19 and he's never left the house. And, he, oh, no, sorry, I'm Barry in the lead. He, he's he's 13 feet tall. He's <laughs> right. Thir- right. So he's 13 feet tall. And he's never left the house because his parents were like, what if somebody sees you? Mm-hmm. And like that he, he gets out the house for the first time and just like explores the world as a 13 foot tall black kid. You know, like and- is so motherfucking ill. Well, <laughs> I'm a Virgo. I'm amped. Yeah, no, I think it's out at the end of the month. But um Rory Rap Ferreira, bro, thank you so much. Like, what the fuck? Thank this you. shit was crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm glad, bro. Uh, like I said, we've been locked in for a minute now. I appreciate you having me on here and, and putting in this work. I think um, you got it, man. You're setting the pace and the way to go. I, I hope to, to you know, any anytime you want to do some shit with Rubiat in capacity, you hit us up. We now are open here in Nashville. If you're ever around, slide through. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm all about it. Yeah, nah, man. Thank you. Like, that vote of confidence means a lot. Um, I, I Obviously, I've been rocking with your shit for, like, a decade. And, um, you know, like all of y'all, like not even just you, like just like oh, everybody no. in everybody in the yacht, you know, I've like, see, seen you under the de- new dev. I've seen you under <laughs> the new dev. Like I'm saying, dog, we appreciate it, dog. Like for real. Nah, man, I'm, 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 I'm happy to support. And yeah, you know, like it's just like, yeah, like I don't want I don't want to harp on it too much. But like you mentioned it earlier, but like, yeah, this is my shit. So it means a lot more to me when people come to me on my shit because like i'm still building this and i appreciate people seeing the vision and thank you it just means a lot good work bro that's what we want to be on with the builders man i don't want to be i don't know i don't want to like establish and not to say you're not established but you know major corporation type media shit is like antithetical to my work at this point and uh it don't even make sense. Like when I'm in them type of situations, it just don't make sense. This is so much easier. And I feel, uh, explores actual like depth. I don't know this conversation has been fantastic. So like when we hear some shit, we put cats on the shit. You put me on some films. We all, yeah, you put me on like, I'm saying we all like benefited yeah, yeah. from this. And that's a great thing to be able to do just on a fucking Thursday afternoon. Like that's crazy. Hell yeah, bro. Man, like, just like, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for more, <laughs> honestly. Like, hey, I want to give a shout out to the, all the soul folks, the whole Ruby Yacht, uh, all my baby mamas and my children. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> love, love to everybody, bro. Honestly, love to everybody. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.